tape is rolling, the red orb is glowing. <laughs> and we're back. What's up, Joel? Not much, man. Just uh, hanging in there, man. Yeah. Hanging in there. It's dog days of summer. Yeah. Okay. Hot. But here in Wisconsin so far, you're getting some glimpses yeah. and some sneak peeks of fall. Little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by little. Even in our hot, hot summer days, like if the wind blows the right way, you're like, man, yeah. if that's not a October breeze or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing when there's a breeze going. Mm -hmm. And sorry for all those other states that are cooking in a, at a, with a Texas. 110 degrees. Virginia. Um, when we say hot, we're talking like 85, yeah. 90, you know. Like, like last Saturday. High humidity, though. Last last Saturday, or was it Friday, last week, while we were up in Janesville. Horrible heat. Yeah. Talking about humidity with it, too. So, yeah. And that was probably, what, 91 for 90, us? But 91. the humidity was probably... 75 Yeah, 75, 70, 80. It was, yeah, 80%. It was awful. It was. It was so for, humid. For Wisconsin. So that's just what we're used to. But other than that, you know what else it tells me? Time for those whiskey releases to start mm. dropping pretty soon in the next couple of months. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been kind of dead. I mean, it's been stuff here and there, but you Every know, time of the year coming yeah, up. You know how it is from September to December, what drops? But yeah, we'll see. Yep. I have not done any shopping. I've just I been have uh, enjoying what I have here and there. I've picked up a couple of things that Ashley forgot what I got so far since we recorded but I'm pretty sure they'd be pro uh, popping up soon for a review and they'll probably be on some of my whiskey I probably have at least four I might got in mind as my whiskey of the year according to me for 2023 oh. so far alright so far that could change but I got I, I think mine's four. coming up. I think I have yeah. a feeling. Because it's about that time to start thinking about it here in August. Because uh -huh. there has some... From January to this point, I mean, it really wasn't a lot of stuff. But there's been a few that I'm like, you know what? That actually probably will make my top ten. And mm. we'll see. We still got a few more months to go. Mm -hmm. But I got the low end, right? You got the low end. Let's the do low it. low end. Now, this is an oldie but goodie. Uh, <clears throat> this All was right. something that was, to me, is a low-end, but a great low-end product. Um, it used to sit on the shelves, and just a few months back, they made it a Kentucky-only release, even though it was here. <laughs> and a part of me wanted to get, like, just stock up on it, and then yeah. I was like, I got so much whiskey, I'm like, do I really... Uh, need to just stock up on it, but well, we'll see. I might be kicking myself because I probably haven't had this bottle in in a minute. Okay. <clears throat> so for my low end, I bring to you Evan Williams Single Barrel nice. Vintage, and this one is the uh, 2010. Um, I think this released. Man, I don't know when this one released. Probably a few years back. So each. Each of these single barrels are at least seven to eight years old. Oh, wow. So I think the latest one that's out now is probably, uh, 
I really don't know. What a shame. <laughs> you can't. You bought that here, though. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the um, last ones that I saw on the shelf were like a 2012 or something. Was that, go- was that like in the low 30s? Yeah. I, or I'll mid 30s? Sh- I'll explain to you the specs in a minute. You can pour it yourself. Sure. In. All right, let me look this up. And I got it here. So this is a Heaven Hill product, obviously. Um, like I said, 86.6 proof. Um, these usually range from 7 to 8 years old. Um, 78% corn. Uh, 12% rye. 10% malted barley. And I think when I got this, this was about... So I got this one in 2019. And this was uh, under 30 so like 27 bucks. Nice. Um, now, did some, we, some did we uh, share our findings? Remember, we did that tasting with friends blind. No, Those we eight, didn't. Eight well, bottles. We yeah. should we should share yeah, our findings well, on this episode. Yeah, we should do that. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about what we did at the Walmart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, sometimes you can find these at 10 years old, which is kind of rare, but that, but this one is a 7 to 8, depending on what year. I forgot what year I got this. It could have been 2018 or 2019. Oh, man. Oh, man, that nose. This is surprising. This is... Now, <clears throat> when you're on the Buffalo Trace bandwagon, which you still are, and oh, I yeah. am too, uh-huh. and I'm like, I know there's a whiskey that probably can compete or maybe be a little bit better and findable <laughs> yeah. than Buffalo Trace. And I thought about this, and I don't know what took me so long to be like, hey, Dill, you know, Evan Williams Single Barrel, they sit on the shelves and all this stuff, and I just forgot about it. And now since it's all, uh, only a Kentucky release now, now I'm kicking myself. <laughs> like, we could have stock up on these and... You know, this could be yeah. a Buffalo Trace contender. For $27, for yeah. sure. And findable at the time. Yep. I mean, it might be places mm. here that still might have it here in Milwaukee. I don't know. Now, well, if I see it, I'm definitely going to pick up a few bottles. At 43%, it is not missing anything. Mm-mm. It is not weak. It doesn't taste thin. It's almost reminiscent to... A buffalo trace, but a little bit more nutty. Yeah, it's a, it's more nutty. It doesn't have their signature, of course. Like, but if I, I mean, I know quality wise, yeah, for sure. I know Heaven Hill has that nut profile and also Jim Beam. If I would have did this blind, I would have said that this is probably a Jim Beam product because it's like super nutty to me. Okay, it's giving me Knob Creek vibes. Even though it's not. Uh, it's a little, yeah, it's maybe just slightly. Yeah, it's I mean, slightly. it's not like. Yeah. But from the nose. Knob Creek is. From the nose, it smells distinct. like it. Okay, so. This music, I'm gonna switch a track real quick. It's like. A intense, busy, right? Man. <laughs> All right. So let's share the findings of what we did. We got yeah. together with... Let me look up this uh, picture. Yeah, get the picture pulled up. We got together with... A few of our friends. I want to say seven couples 
or eight couples? E something to that nature. Let's just say eight couples. Yeah. And everybody brought a bottle. <clears throat> and you, your wife did all the pouring in a room. Yeah. So it was totally blind. No mm-hmm. one knew what anybody brought except for your wife. She yeah. had she had the, the info. And she just labeled them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Was there nine? Yeah. There yeah, was we nine, had nine bottles. Nine <clears throat> bottles. Now, what was your first impression of this tasting? Like, what would you going into it? I, I I was under the impression that, hey, we're gonna bring a bottle and see who surprises who. Because till the at the end, it was almost like who had the best bottle and they win a prize or something. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that was gonna happen. No, I didn't. <laughs> No, I wasn't trying to impress anybody. I was trying to go, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something that might surprise people how mm-hmm. how high it ranks because yeah. and and for what it is. Yep. <clears throat> I brought uh, Wild Turkey 101 bourbon, mm-hmm. which was a good one to bring. And it, okay, so let's just run down the bottles from from worst nine. To the number one. Okay. So number nine, someone um, brought um, Pipe Dream from Redwood Empire. So that was the in last. Mm-hmm. In eighth place, so that was a ninth place pick. Um, eighth place was Basil Hayden, just the standard um, Basil Hayden. Now seven is one that I brought, because I brought two bottles um oh you did yeah so seventh place is the one that I brought was the uh ten cup tenure oh yeah yeah which is a good bottle (laughs) and what beat that in the sixth spot is from Coors Distillery or Coors Miller Coors or whatever you want to call it Barman tastes like toilet water it was horrible. That's why I'm like... <laughs> Before I move on, when you have nine tastings, it mm-hmm. kind of comes... You know, it's pretty overpowering, which I didn't know was going to be that many bottles. But if we would have had, like, just three or four, I think me and Dylan, our bottles would have did a lot better because after a point, they all start tasting yeah. the same. <laughs> and... One tip on if you ever do something like this is don't drink the whole thing. Mm-mm. Sip on it, smell it, look at it, sip on it, smell it, look at it. Don't drink the whole thing because then you, you're you going to want to come back to oh, all yeah. of them again yeah. and be like... Plus, we had a, I had a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like ranking them as I was going and I had a tie. I'm like, okay, I can't have a tie. Which yep. one of these two are better? You know, and I pushed one either up or down. I don't remember, but I broke the tie. Yep. So go on. Fifth place, your bottle, Wild Turkey 101. And then you guys also brought this bottle that came in fourth. Oh, Your sure. wife brought okay. this one. Yeah. Which is, uh, I talk about this all the time, Eagle Park Distilling here in Milwaukee, which was a finished <laughs> whiskey. It's a whiskey finished in a honey mead barrel, which I did not oh. pick any of that up. Because a finished whiskey, you think, was sand out. That brings me back to my point about the nine whiskeys once again. 
Yeah. And I drink this whiskey a lot, and I did not taste any honey and nothing. So that came in fourth. I wonder if that's why I thought it was like uh, Balcones, because it was finished in something. Yeah, finished in something probably. Um, number three in third place is uh, Willett's uh, Noah's Mill, which is a great bourbon. Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah. In reality, looking at the list of the nine bourbons, I would say that's probably the the best one. And then I brought this bottle in second pa- place, um, the Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. Straight up regular old Evan Williams. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Impressive. And that was my number two favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, and for first place, which some of you may not know about this, but Dry Fly Distilling out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, someone brought a straight whiskey from them at Barrel Proof. Um, an eight-year-old. And that was that was the first place winner. Mm-hmm. And it was almost hazmatish. It was probably like one thirty something like that. Yeah. So everyone at that tasting kind of like high proof stuff. So because you know high proof brings the flavor and the heat, and then once you finally get to taste something, you yeah. know you're like, oh, this is probably the best one of the yeah, night. Yeah. And you're biased. And that's to it. that's that's what happened. But looking at this list, if it was up to me. My three will be Noah's Mill, number one, Wild Turkey, 101, two, and then Evan Williams, Bottle and Bond, three. Yeah, those are good. If I'm looking at the photo, that's what I'm going to pick. And then for four, it'd probably be between that Eagle Park finished whiskey, because I like finished stuff, and then the uh, Tin Cup, because I was just so amazed about how good that Tin Cup tenure is alone when someone blinded it to me in Virginia I was like man this tastes like a high age MGP product and I'm like but it doesn't taste like it which it actually is but it's like at 84 proof or something like that but that's why I probably yeah. did so low that but was it was a, cool that was really fun and because of what a surprise Evan Williams was number two I'm like okay I have got to start looking into this and I bought three different bottles of Evan Williams what was what they had at the store yeah so black label probably let me go I just want to bring down the most expensive one at the, of the three let me pause this and bring it down because it's available it's on the shelf and I think it's the most expensive yeah it yeah. wasn't that expensive so you say you have three I bought three. I bought their regular because they got a I sour got their mash, right? and bond. Yeah, that's the one I the and white I, label. And then I got, I think it's a single barrel. I don't know. Let me go get it. Let me just pause. All right. Shortly, we are back. Yeah. So the bottle that he is talking about, how dumb of me. Seventeen eighty three. Small batch. The, the new label. Back in the day. Ninety proof. You got some over there? No, 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 no. I must have gave it away. So. And you can see where this is. I've been uh, Oh, it's so great. It. It's so good. That 90 proof. Now, they changed the, the bottle and also the proof. Um, it's going to be hard for me to explain how the old label used to look. It looks a lot better. It used to look so old school oh. and not that pretty. Um, yeah, this is. But it was 86 proof. 
and it's back a leader. in the day. A leader instead of 750. Yeah. A so, great deal. And, and 1783, the great. original one was super good. And then they upped the proof and then changed the labeling and... Like, what is that? 20 bucks? Um... Because I think a 750 is like I think it's 20. like 30. Okay, so you like you say a little a liter. Yeah, yeah that's so. that's outstanding. Okay, so let's let's rate this and right, let's get into some of the details here. Come to think of it, is Evan Williams or like I said, Heaven Hill Distillery killing the bottom shelf bottle game? Because every low end product that we have reviewed from Heaven Hill has been. <laughs> I, I don't want to say perfect, but yeah, really might as close. well for like for the price. Yeah, wow. This could be, or any any Evan Williams could be, like a stand a staple, like for all cocktails that in in my house. Yeah, because I I usually go for High West. Now, how do you I'm feel about I'm gonna switch? How do you feel about the 1783 compared? to Buffalo Trace because that's 90 proof because we're just discussing the single barrel I still like Buffalo Trace better Better. okay yeah because it's got that certain flavor that nobody else has Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm I'm picking up some corn on the nose it's dry it's not sweet smelling If you're listening to this episode, I'm pretty sure the listeners that we have have to be mm. 1783 fans, because that is just a bang for your buck. And if you were, you're probably a single barrel Evan Williams fan too. Because the cool thing about these, people used to just buy them all the time whenever the new one came out, so they compare them all since they're all single barrels, because each one's going to be different. Oh, all right. It says, uh, put in oak in 2010. And I probably got this in 2019-ish. So, yeah, 7 to 8. Barrel number, what is it? Barreled on? Bottled on. Bottled on 18. So, yeah, 8 years. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I can't believe this was $27? Yeah, 30 Yeah. 30 Great. Sometimes 35 is probably the most I've ever seen it. And you get the wax top. Mm-hmm. Now, they got... If you go to the distillery in Louisville, or... Because they have an Evan Williams location down there when we went... You get high proof versions of these, like during that Kentucky Derby or whatever, uh. and they got special offerings of these at high proof, which are hard to get. It has like a gold wax and all different colored waxes. Nice. And I'm like, ah, man, if I keep my hands on one of those, but those are highly, obviously allocated, because I think those are only distillery releases, only. I could be wrong, but. What made Kentucky take it away for it not to be nationwide anymore? What made them 
go like, you know what? Let's make it only Kentucky release now. It's a shame. So this is a this is basically a single barrel version of their regular Evan Williams. Uh, or probably is this... longer aged. I, I'm assuming that all these are probably the same mash bill. I need to look that up. Okay. Like 1783, the bottle and bond. It's just I wonder the... if I wonder if they're the same mash bill. I, I didn't look that up. Yeah. So the difference is maybe just age and proof. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of cool how they thought that 86.6 was the right proof for it to be in the oak for that long, for eight years, which is not that long, but it's kind of long for a bottle that was like $27 retail, though. Right. Getting like a, like a maple... Not like maple syrup so much, you know, like the sweetness of maple syrup, but the the aroma of maple syrup. Mm -hmm. Not the sweetness, though. Yeah, I'm not picking that up quite yet. I'm, I'm getting a ton of vanilla and caramel, though. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I think I might be ready for my rating here. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna say it again. This is at 43.3 percent. It's it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So drinkable yet not not weak, not not missing anything. No water needed. Mm. Yeah, this is a good one. Nice and dry. I like it. Should we compare it to the Evo 1783? Yeah, might as well, since we got it right I mean, here. Before we give our, our rating. Just a little... Look. Thank you, sir. Let's see if this changes at all. So right now we're comparing that 1783 to this. Hmm, a little different. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the color of the single barrel in the 1783. Like, it's not as dark. I don't know how long the 1783's been aged. Alright, since we're doing this, let me check out the specs. Because that wouldn't be fair if we didn't. Let's see here. Evan Williams 1783. So, okay. Well, even though they won't be able to... This is how the original bottle used to look. And it, uh, was, at, it was at 86 proof. Okay. And it was good. Yeah, really I like good. this look better. Yeah. This is... Uh, um, let's see here. There's less going on in the nose than this, than your single single barrel. Yeah, it's probably not as aged as long. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Let's get some specs here. Mm. 
Okay, Sam Ashbill. Okay. If I'm right, yeah, 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. And like I thought, for 750, you could get this for 19.99, like 20 bucks. So that's the the only difference. But it says that it's if I'm repeating myself, it said it's non-age stated, but company states that it's six to eight. Yeah. You're talking about this one? Yeah. Okay. Seventeen eighty three, six to eight years. I don't know. It doesn't seem as I don't know. Not as much oak. No. It's really spirit driven. This one's fiery. Yeah, and uh, it's like on the finish. It's like feels like compared to the uh, the, the single barrel. There's it's a big like, difference. Yeah, it's like a a lot of cinnamon. Mm -hmm. Even though it's probably not cinnamon if we had it by itself, but compared to the single barrel we just had, it's like oh okay, I'm getting some red hots on this finish, but it's it's not overpowering. Yeah, I hear you on that. Or the cinnamon tic tac type of thing. Even on the nose, I have to have this, this uh, bunch of spice in here now. After the first sip. Huh. I'm going to say that this has to be six years. Okay. Alright. Good product, though. Let's I rate mean, them both. Yeah. Let's do 1783 first. Okay. So I'll give both of my numbers. 1783. Um, that's like an. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I really. In cocktails, it's been mm -hmm. fantastic. I've been drinking a lot of highballs recently. Yeah. And it's great. And straight up, it's great. I mean, it's not off putting. I'm going to say that's about an 85 for me. Mm hmm. I'm going to say 83 for okay. me. All right. And Evan Williams single barrel vintage, eighty nine. It's it's perfect, mm -hmm. and it gets extra points for being that cheap. Yeah, I'm I'm going eighty eight. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Not the best bourbons we had in the world, but okay for what you get and the delivery. <laughs> I mean. For the price that you're paying, it's just, yeah, can't go wrong wrong with it. I wish I could find that on the shelf because yeah, I know that is clearly better than their small badge. All right, the title of this podcast is going to be a long one Mm-hmm. because we've got two bottles there and I'm about to bring three bottles out right now. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about do, this year. We're gonna do a a walk in the in the garden. A walk in the garden. Going on a we're journey. We're gonna go Valvini twelve single barrel and fifteen single barrel. Then we're gonna go to the fifteen. How did I guess it? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is this is why I like recording with this man right here. And then we're gonna go to the twenty one. Oh. -ho! 
Haymakers. Because I, I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I could do this separately. But really, to put it in perspective, you need to go 12, 15, 21. And then that puts it in perspective. It's like, what you get from the 15 versus the 12 versus what you get from the 21 versus the 15. You can, you can, you know, it's immediate. Your your memory's there. You can kind of go, I should even just get three glasses out for each of us. Or we could have a Balvini episode. Or we could have a Balvini episode. episode. Yeah. You That's want me to switch it up? We'll do that next. Let's do, okay. <laughs> yeah, because this is three. I mean. We could record... The next I can, I can grab another high end. I, I have a high with me. Oh, all right. Yeah, you grab a low. So after this episode, we can record another. A Belvini yeah. separate then thing. Then we can have our. Uh, sure. We can have our dinner and then do the Belvini. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a point. Yeah. Because we can't. We, we're going to be talking about this, man. We can't. Yeah. The single yeah. barrels? Yeah, and I want to get the. That, three, that'd be rushed. I want to get all the glasses out so we can kind of go back and forth. Mm hmm. Instead of one at a time. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Alright. That's a plan. Sneak peek, guys. You just <laughs> went behind the scenes. There's a Balvini episode that's going to come out. I don't know when, but <laughs> it's coming. Two weeks after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Evan Williams. Well, wait. Duh. Yeah, yeah. You we... lucky Kentuckians. Mm-hmm. Is that what the people in Kentucky call themselves? Kentucky? Kentuckians? Kentuckites? Uh, I don't know. Let us know in the comments if you guys reach out to Dill. <laughs> yeah. So this episode is going to be different. Just because we're going to do the Balvini episode, this is just going to be a Evan Williams one. Because we did review two whiskeys without knowing. So this episode will be the... Is Evan Williams the king of, or I should take that back, is Heaven Hill Distillery the king of low-end products? Yes. And that should be question mark, and me and Dylan, you know our answer. It'll be yes, because <laughs> everything we've reviewed so yes. far from Heaven Hill has been top tier. And they've That's been great. like, and nothing has been over $30 yet, which is and, and insane. And that blind thing we did with all those friends, I mean, <laughs> that proves it. I mean, think They're about Elijah there. Craig, too. That's another Heaven Hill part of, product. Like, the, the small batch. Elijah Craig. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's under 30. Yeah. So that's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> Heaven Hill Distillery is a low-end... Monster. Yeah. Crush. To come and think of it. Because their stuff is available. You can walk in there and get it. It doesn't have to be allocated like a buffalo trace, which... Yeah. Thankfully for me and Dylan, we have been coming across Buffalo Trace a lot more often here in Wisconsin. But in some places, it just gets out of hand, especially when you got to go through allocation to get yeah. it. It's like, come on, that's, no. Oh, you want a raffle. Oh, yeah? What do I win? Well, you can buy <laughs> oh, you a get bottle a Buffalo, of Buffalo Trace. Trace. Okay, how much? Well, it's $49. <laughs> no, I'll pass. Well, I could do 43 You know, they play the oh, game. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, man, oh, man these people well that's our episode no we're gonna go the high end oh yeah that's right 
Can't leave him hanging. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Are we going to do your high end or my end? Want me to just grab another one? Let's do my high end. Okay. What do you got? We're, we're taking a spin. All right. And then we're going to have to eat dinner after this. Yeah. So, man, you're in for a treat. And Ooh. I'm in for a treat. You're, you're bringing out the, the haymakers <laughs> for the Scotch world. And I'm going to be the... Yeah. I'm going to bring the haymakers of all haymakers. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I roll, man. Batch 11, aged Taylor, uh, barrel proof, uh, uncut and unfiltered, man. All right. 129 proof, even. Yep. Spice. Never thought that I was going to be able to get this bottle, but hey, I was able to get it. MSRP. Or what'd you pay for? What's MSRP? I got an MSRP for you it. You got that uh, MSRP. Okay. Man, did I get it for? I knew it was under one hundred. I think I, I think it was eighty to ninety. What I paid. Nice. Secondary price. You want to know that? Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> oh shoot. Here, yeah, probably, 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 probably eight hundred to. Oh. Oh man. So like, yeah. Yeah, you know how the secondary prices go. Did you rinse your glass, or do you yeah, want I, to? Yeah, I, I well, did. Worth, it's bourbon. Yeah, I rinsed it. Um, let me talk about the specs here before I get into the secondary prices. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be mad, like, man, this Dylan guy doesn't even like bourbon. He just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Old-fashioned copper distillery. So, b batch 11 is the uh, latest batch. I'm pretty sure batch 12 is going to come out oh, I forgot sometime this is in the fall. Proof. I poured regular pours. Oh, you could put water in there. So, this is uh, the mash bill, bill is number one. <clears throat> so, that low rye mash bill. Which is the same as Buffalo Trace, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. Because number two was blends, blends and yeah, so uh, one twenty nine even, and non age stated. I mean, they say that it's six to eight. Um, yeah, that's pretty much man, all I got. Okay. Zachary Taylor. Yeah, let's get into this. So, Colonel. I'm going to read this to you. So, Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. was born in Kentucky in 1830. After moving to Louisiana with his great-uncle Zachary Taylor as a boy, Edmund eventually returned to Kentucky where he made his most mark on history as a founding father of the modern bourbon industry. Hardy and complex, this uncut and unfiltered whiskey was drawn directly from barrels aged in warehouses constructed by Taylor over a century ago. Hand-selected and bottled over 125 proof, it reflects the way whiskey was produced in the days before Prohibition. With hints of chocolate and molasses, it is smooth, yet powerful and uncompromising. Just like its namesake, Colonel E.H. Taylor Jr., should we even drink this? No. Was, was he a colonel? I don't know. Where's the colonel come in? I gotta look on more information about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you don't know? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. I only drink the whiskey, man. <laughs> man, let's look at these secondary uh, prices. 
Oh yeah. All right. You know what's funny? I mean, smell that proof. Yeah, five ninety-five, eight hundred. This is like sixty-four and a half percent. You could add your drops, man. I'm definitely. I'm gonna take one small sip. I don't even know if there's a point in this, but I'm gonna do it. Hey, you gotta try that barrel proof. Mm -hmm. Just, just. That is luxurious. Whole teaspoon. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same just to see how it elevates. Usually, when I'm I take a small sip of that that kind of proof, mm -hmm. it's just it's almost like there's no flavor because it's so high proof. Yeah. And it just completely coats the tongue, tongue. and it's, it's crazy. just like so now, intense. For it being almost 130 proof, might as well just say 130. It's not like burning your tongue. No. I touched the no. tongue and it's just like And I could actually taste the the whiskey. Yeah. Know? Like I was I was getting flavors. Now, <clears throat> some of you while you're listening to this might be like this guy is not telling the truth that he got this from NSRP. Uh, E.H. Taylor on the shelf or MSRP? No, I didn't get it on the shelf. I got it through an allocation and I ha happened to win it. And the liquor store that I got it from sold it to me for MSRP because I'm, I, I, I won a raffle. <laughs> was it Liquor Guys? Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. So this was like a few months back. Um, the things that they had in there were awesome. And I was kind of hoping to get the things before. But... Once you said E.H. Taylor Bureau Proof, yes, uh, um, uh, I'm like, I, I passed up a Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, which is probably one of the hardest bourbons to kind of get. And I know Bureau Proof is hard to get as well, but I'm like, ah, I keep on hearing mixed reviews about <laughs> Old Forester. And um, yeah, once you said E.H. Taylor Bureau Proof is still left, I was like, I'm, uh, I'm getting that one. Especially at retail, because George T. Stagg was in it, but that was already gone. William LaRue Weller was in it, but that was already gone, and they were at MSRP for ninety nine ninety nine. And I was hoping that I would have got the call, because once they said that they were going to be getting the tickets, and I'm like, talking to my wife, if I don't get called as much whiskey I buy from there, <laughs> I am going to be livid. And she calls, and you know what my first thought is going through because they had um the van winkles in there too like i think the highest pappy they had was probably the 15 and maybe one of the van winkle lot b's or something like that and then they had the rip van winkle 10 year in there too and i'm like well if they got that still left but my main focus was uh wlw and george c stag and when she called she went through the list and i'm waiting for like Okay, where's the... <laughs> and she didn't... Then she stopped. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, Ace Taylor is in there, so... Yeah. And she had all the Wellers. Like, Weller Foolproof, 12, 107, 
but you can only select one bottle, so. <laughs> well, that's kind of nice that they let you pick. Yeah. From a yeah, choice, she, it's she, not just one yeah, they thing. Call you and, want this one thing. Yeah, and whatever is left over. Hmm. So, I was like, man, who won that George T. said? That was the first thing in my mind when she finished the list. <laughs> I was like, who did I, how much did I miss? Did I miss about one phone call? I don't know. But at least I got this, though. And a lot of people say they prefer this over the Georgie Stag. I think that they're crazy because uh, this is good. But Georgie Stag and... I'm going to agree with them. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've had George Stag. Yeah, Stag Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Not George T. Okay, I'm... Have so, I had that one? No. Okay. So that's in the all same right. family as the William LaRue okay. Weller that all you right, had. all right. So that George T. Stag... What's the difference between the junior and the regular? So the junior is like eight to nine or so, and kind of like hazmat proof, just like this is. But George T. Stag is like a 15-year. Oh. Even though it's not age-stated, but okay. they usually age it that much, and you will probably get one for a hazmat. It'd probably be like in the 140s sometimes, but they've been lower. But my first time having one was the hazmat one, when it was like 140-something. And you taste it, and you're like, why does this taste like it's 90 proof? <laughs> I mean, it didn't taste like 90 proof, but it was like, but it, was, it was like this, no burn yeah. or anything. It was crazy. So I guess I'm comparing it to Junior. Yeah. Junior? No, this is better than Junior. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 for sure. And they have so many other offerings of E.H. Taylor that are just so crazy to me. You know, they got the small batch, obviously. Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof is probably the less famous out of the ones, even though it's so hard to get. But they have like a a Warehouse C one. They got a um, Amaranth one. They got a ton of them that you can't even keep up with. And their prices range in the thousands. Usually secondary for this is like under a thousand. Like the most I ever seen age killer in this in secondary is like eight hundred. And then all the other ones that are not barrel proof offerings, they're like one hundred. But they're like warehouse C, tornado, something, this and that and that. They're like over like fifteen hundred or something like that. It's mm. crazy. Well, I am thoroughly enjoying this. Yeah, it's, it's great. And... Okay, so I've had William LaRue Weller. Uh-huh. I've had Eagle Stag. Rare. I've had Stag Jr. I've had... Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Elmer T. Lee. Elmer T. Lee. Hancock's Reserve. That's a single barrel. I don't remember that one. Yeah, we probably did that one. Maybe we haven't did that one yet. But just, just well or full my proof? perspective, just a like down and dirty perspective here from me on this mm-hmm. is uh, Buffalo Trace is a one, let's say, right? William Larue Weller is a ten. Mm-hmm. This is like a seven or eight. It's right. It's almost as neck and neck with 
William LaRue Weller. Yeah, I mean, even though WLW is weed it. But, yeah, as far as, uh, yeah, like, the hard find the stuff. Quality yeah, and, quality. Like, the, yeah. the Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. uh, signature on it. Yeah, that one time we went to Amon's, he didn't have George T. Steg, which was disappointing. <laughs> All right. One tablespoon of water. It's still a little, still a little strong. But I can drink it with one yeah. tablespoon. I could, I could be happy, happy with this. At that proof. So that probably cut it down to like what fifty proof, fifty percent. Maybe. Maybe 52. Uh, all right. Um, this should be on the shelf everywhere. What's wrong with Buffalo Trace? Yeah, what, it what are they be. thinking? They like it, man. They like Do they send it? Uh, you probably don't know, but. Uh, where does it all go? You know, they're pumping this stuff out left and right. Where does it all go? Yeah, because not every state and every liquor store in that state only gets one bottle. No. <laughs> it's like, do you just ship out one bottle? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, man. This is the kind of nose that But stuff like this, I don't know, man. I am still picking up new subtleties from this nose. Yeah, this is great, man. Like I said, this made it on my Whiskey of the Year list last year, 2022. When I just got it like two weeks before we got recorded the episode. Because I wasn't expecting to get this. I had... I had my top 10 list ready, and they called me before we recorded because we were like, oh, get that list ready. And I'm like, they called, and I was like, you didn't have a bear proof? Yeah, I didn't have it. And I had to sip, and I was like, oh, all right. I can't remember who I took off, but I think I did a honorable mentions, right? I think we yeah, both did. Yeah, you did, for sure. Yeah. Because you couldn't make a tr- decision yeah, was, because you, you had so I had a good year that year <laughs> yeah. with so many whiskeys. So. But this made it. I, I can't remember what was my one. It might have been this. <laughs> it could have been. I tell you, when, and what's in my up running It's definitely William Miller Rue Weller. You know what? How you feel about this? I wish I had a side by side, but when we're at Amon's and Blanton's straight from the barrel, that was up there for me. See, I didn't taste barrel that. barrel proof Blanton's. I didn't taste it. <sighs> what is Blanton? Blanton's is forty five percent. Yeah, but this was straight Normally. from the barrel. Yeah, the right. straight from the barrel that I had was pause. <laughs> high. Yeah, it was high proof. I know I got a picture of it somewhere. Okay, here we go. Yeah, one thirty three point six. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Which, I want to get one of those so bad. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I got my number. Oh, I got mine. Okay, how, how do these rank compared to the barrel-proof stuff that we have had? Like the Koi Hills of the world. See, I don't look Different. at it like... I don't look at the barrel-proof thing as like... A category? Yeah, I because I water it down. I want to know what mm -hmm. the flavor is. I want to get the best. I want to drink it at its best. And it's not, you know, 65%. Yeah. That's not where its best is. So I, I just go by what I what do you like. Know, what I like. And I'm, again, I'm not a bourbon guy, so. But I'm, yeah, you know me. I'm becoming one. Yeah. You know me. I, sure. like, I like to drink everything just straight up I just want to have that experience like when you get it out the barrel I'm like yeah baby <laughs> just like we did at Barstown no that experience for some reason I don't know why but that was barrel proof and it was not like it yeah. burns your you know you can't taste it because it's so I'm thinking that barrel proof that they had was probably like 115 to 120 something like probably. that probably it was probably it wasn't lower. like no 140 or something like yeah. that yeah Probably. But, hey, barrel proof's barrel proof. Do you think they actually water it down so it isn't so hot? I don't know. It's and hard then, to say. Then you, there's but a, you're still getting it out of the barrel, so it's like... There's a company that, like that, um, I was telling you that they, what we tasted, the Origin series, and, um, can't remember whatever the other one's called now. My mind is escaping me. So they had a bottle of Bond Weeder, which we tried straight from the barrel while we were there. And then that um, Origin series, well, they're all Origin series. And then they did a uh, high rye bourbon straight from the barrel that we had. Now, <laughs> there's a company called Sillbox that just did a pick with them a few weeks ago or maybe a couple of months ago. And... It was at 128.6 proof. Of course, that sold out quickly, but I don't think that's what we had. I think we could have, like, 20, 128? No, it wasn't yeah. that hot. Yeah, it wasn't that hot. Unless it was that, they made it that good. <laughs> Unless it was that good. Yeah. I don't think it was. I really, I, it, like you're saying, it was probably like 110. Yeah, 115 or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. E.H. Taylor? No, wait. Yeah. yeah. Yep. E. H. Colonel E.H. Taylor. Okay, well, first of all, what are the different Taylors? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah, so the ones that we're familiar with, that we may get a chance to see, small batch, single barrel, barrel proof, and okay. then they probably have like other ones that are six or eight more different wow. ones that are that I I even don't know of. Like I saw a video a couple of weeks ago of people doing liquor shopping in D.C. and that's like my area, almost where I grew up, almost like two hours away. He had a line of all the age tailors, and this was like, of course he didn't have small batch or single barrel, but he had the barrel proof, and that was like last in line, and that one was like seven hundred. 
or eight hundred dollars. And then all the other ones from barrel proof up, I I would say that it was probably maybe seven more ones. Jeez. It was like a warehouse C or or tornado one. Okay, so it's like years, like they come out with in batches. Yeah, like this but is I, a, I don't know when they come out. Because you said this was like 11, right? Yeah, this is batch 11. So this okay. is the 11th one that they came out with. 94. Yeah, I'm going to say 95. <laughs> 95. It's so, so good. Like I had the uh, Amaranth. I can't remember what's different about that one. It escapes me, no. But, yeah. Mm. They have a four grain one too, and I remember when I was first getting into bourbon, Ray's had the age healer four grain for the longest time. And when it came out, because at the time when Buffalo Trace was hyped up, it took a long time for people to catch on that E.H. Taylor was a Buffalo Trace product. So when huh. people were going over crazy over Blanton's Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace, E.H. Taylor. Slipping to, through the cracks. Yeah, it used to stay on the shelf. <laughs> like they had the straight rye. You could go in the store and get the straight rye. And at the time, which is crazy for me now to say this, oh, look at that. They got an E.H. Taylor straight rye. Eesh. 80 bucks. 60 bucks? <laughs> uh, oh, man, they got the four grain. 80 bucks? Uh, <laughs> now look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, if I was that same person, I'd probably have, like, a slew of E.H. Taylor stuff, you know? I passed up on the single barrel once because I didn't want to spend the 50 bucks that it was. I passed up on the straight rye, and I passed up on the four green. Those are the only experiences that I have seen E.H. Taylor in real life on a shelf, walking into a liquor store on the shelf. Hmm. And that was probably five years ago. That is usually how people start. That's that's how I started. I was like, it was about price. Mm-hmm. I was affected by the price. I'm like, I'm not paying that. No way. But you when know? you get knowledgeable. But once you experience it, you're like, okay. Yeah, you experience I, it. I'll pay whatever. And I, you know about the whiskey. And mm-hmm. then if it's something that you know that you don't see every day. Yeah. You're like, what? Octomore for 150 Yeah. Swipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, like, if I if I saw this barrel proof on the shelf, and I saw it for 150 I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I got MSRP for it, <laughs> but if I saw this for 150 just out in the middle of nowhere in the country of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and somebody's like, hey, hey, you don't have a sale on that barrel proof, and the guy's looking at you, he's like, oh, I got this guy. 150 and I'm like, all right, I guess I take it. Yeah. And I'm like, ha, ha, sucker. <laughs> Although nowadays you think that maybe that's what a, I that's what I did with Mike that one time. Maybe in went, a small town where they don't even know what they have, and it's, they've had, but they've had it for ten years, so it's kind of before the boom hit. Uh huh. And it was like, well, it's we just sell MSRP. We don't even exactly. think about it. And it just sat there because it was $80. We're in the inner city with my father-in-law right off Lisbon. And this is probably spring 2020, right when COVID was a, a vamp. 
like really rampant at this time. Mm-hmm. We went in there, and he had a, a old Fitz decanter, and then a Elijah Craig eighteen year. And I'm looking, and I'm like, man, he doesn't have a price on those. So I asked him about the decanter. It, it was a nine year one, and I was like, how much? How much you selling that for? And he's like looking like this guy's not gonna pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred dollars. I was just gonna say a hundred, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take and I was it. like, how much you, the Elijah Craig eighteen? He's like one fifty, and I'm like, that's MSRP kinda, because I was like, secondary is like four hundred, five hundred bucks. So I got the decanter first, and then Mike came to me. He was like, I saw how you reacted. Is that something that's hard to find? I'm like. Yeah, he was like, "Is he charging a lot?" And I'm like, Not "No." Really. <laughs> I cover my mouth. I'm like, "Nah." I was like, "I'll get it at 150." And Mike got it at 150. <laughs> and then yeah. we go back like two months later. There's another Elijah Craig 18. Wife's working. Emily sees it, and she's like, "Joel, they got the Elijah Craig 18 again." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'll probably get another one for 150." So I could just have one to my collection. Get up there and I was like, how much is that? She's like, three fifty. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And Emily, and of course Emily yeah. was like, Well, oh, man, that's crazy, because the last time he was here, he got one for one fifty. She was like, We never had this before. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, uh, oh, don't you try to scam me. And I haven't been back to that place since. Because now they're trying to scam people now. And I was like, well, I got my one or two bottles out of him, even though Mike paid for the other one, but. That's what I hate about the bourbon game. I hate it. I was like, what made them? I was like, they sold Greed. it at, since they sold it at those two bottles that were probably just sitting up there. They're in the inner city of Milwaukee. Who else is going to buy it <laughs> for that price? And now when they get it in, they're like, all right, let's raise the price because that same guy might come in and be like. Okay, well, no. Yeah. I gotta get a bargain. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Don't pay that garbage. Yeah. Alright, folks. It was fun. Um, these were excellent whiskeys. Man, we were. I can't wait for the next episode. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, the next episode. We'll run through the garden, the Belvini garden. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. So, let me put my glass down. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, until next time, folks. See ya.